0: Everything is going to be all right here on Lavender Hill. KZUM uh, is the station you're tuned into. Thank you for joining me at uh, 89.3 on the FM or online at kzm.org. Perhaps you're using one of those handy dandy, smarter than a calculator devices and listening to the show on your favorite mobile listening app like TuneIn or Next Radio. Or you could be listening up to two weeks after original broadcast date thanks to our archives, which can be found at kzum.org archives. Or since this is a talk program, you could be listening to us on our SoundCloud. Just check out the archives there on the website. and You can find out how to keep up on what's going on here with Lavender Hill. We are in uh, our second weekend of the Fall Fun Drive. And as of yesterday, I don't have the time, but as of Saturday the 17th, we were just a little shy of 28,000. So we needed a little bit more than $12,000 to hit that $40,000 goal that we have set for the end of the month, which is also the end of our fiscal year. Every dollar that you donate helps us obtain a generous uh, grant from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. That's the only outside of our listeners and our underwriters funding that we get here at KZUM and it costs over $50 an hour to run this station as to pay the few, the very few, uh, salaries that we have to pay, you know, our general manager, our program director, our news specialist, our, uh, underwriting specialist and our media specialist. Those are the only paid positions here at KZUM. Everybody on the air except for Amantha with our news program is a volunteer. When they're on the air, they're not getting paid to be here. We're doing it because we want to. And I've been doing this with KZUM, one show or another, for over 13 years. And I hope to be around for even longer. station's been around for going on 45 years come February next year. Uh, so, you know, obviously you, the community, have a stake in what goes on here at KZUM. And you can... Put your money where your ears are, as my good friend Murph likes to say. And give me a call, 402-474-5086, extension 1. Make a donation on the air. Uh, Not on the air, but while I'm on the air. I'll I'll mute myself, play music, whatever, so your uh, personal information doesn't go out. Woo! I love when I misspeak there. Or you can use our secured server at kzum.org. So however you want to do it, however you can help, even if your way of helping is to show up at our events. Every little bit of support means so much to us here at KZUM. And speaking of support, uh, I've got an update, if you will, uh, for what's going on uh, with Grand Island Northwest Public Schools and uh, one of their high school newspapers. That was shut down earlier this year. This is uh, coming from uh, NBC's affiliate there for the Grand Island area, uh, Kearney, etc., Lincoln, Hastings, Kearney. And the dateline reads, of course, Grand Island, Nebraska. The Grand Island Northwest Public Schools Board of Education members gathered for their first board meeting this past Monday evening uh, since putting an end to their student led newspaper. The paper was shut down shortly after student journalists released an issue based around support of the LGBTQ community. While the situation has sparked quite a bit of drama after getting gaining the attention of national media outlets board members remained silent on the topic there was no agenda item monday on the uh, stoppage of its newspaper and despite the opportunity for public comment the crowd also kept quiet obviously none of the students affected were there Following the board meeting, District Superintendent Jeff Edwards declined comment from Local 4 News regarding the situation at hand. However, he did mention that some local media outlets had spread inaccurate information, stating the district shut down its journalism program in its entirety, which they did not. Uh, GINW continues to offer journalism classes to its students, such as digital media and yearbook, but the newspaper class remains out Of the picture. And that's all I've said, is that they shut down the paper. Uh, Local 4 News also followed up with the American Civil Liberties Union of Nebraska on Monday, (coughs) pardon me, about its public records request to the district. The request was made on August 29th. The letter stating the action violated students' constitutional rights and disregarded other protections in federal law. Additionally, the ACLU demanded GINW to send out an apology letter and restore its student newspaper. Unfortunately, I don't see that happening, at least not this semester. Sam Peta with uh, ACLU said as of September 1st, they had been in contact with an attorney representing the district. They're in the process of determining which public records would need to be provided through the request, as well as when they needed to be provided by. So there'll definitely be more updates On this for you as time goes. By. Well, let's see here. Since we got a little bit different of a format during fun drive, uh, you know, official stuff going on here, instead of taking a music break at the quarter hour, I'm going to do it at 20 minutes after, just to kind of keep up with everything else that we're supposed to be doing here. So I'm going to move on into something else for us here. What do we have next on the agenda? And this is one that may take me a little while to cover. Montana. I've got at least three articles dealing with a uh, movement to stop trans people from changing their uh, sex marker on their birth certificates. So, uh, lgbtqnation.com on September 11th, a week ago today, uh, they uh, posted an article that started out, the Montana Department of Public Health and Human Services, DPHHS, Uh, has uh, just adopted a rule change forbidding transgender people from changing the gender listed on their birth certificates. The rule change is just the latest in an ongoing legal battle between the DPHHS and the state's Republican-led legislature and TransMontanans seeking government documents that display the correct gender identities. Uh, the DPHHS new rule says that a person's sex listed on a birth certificate can now only be changed if it were incorrectly entered by a data entry error or uh, if the sex of the individual was misidentified on the original certificate and the department receives a correction affidavit and supporting documents, including a copy of the results of chromosomal molecular uh Karyotop, uh, karyotypic dna or genetic testing that identify the sex of the individual gee i wonder how many intersex people they're going to find when they do that if, you know if you're going to make the transgender community go through a process like that why not just provide some of or all of that testing for everyone might open some eyes i know that's a lot of money Ah, uh, so moving on to the article here a little bit more. The DPHHS rule five months after a state judge issued a ruling blocking a state law requiring state residents to undergo a non specified surgical procedure before they could change the gender listed on their birth certificates. Montana's Republican-led legislature passed this law, SB 280, in April 2021. Previous to the law, the DPHHS said that transgender residents could change the gender marker on their birth certificate if they were intersex, had undergone a gender transition, with no definition as to what they mean there, or had a certified court order indicating that their gender had been changed. In related to this, and definitely related here as I'm waiting for it to load up on the computer, hey, technology, gotta love Mercury retrograde, really? There we go. Uh, This is from Alternet. Um, LGBTQ, uh, ooh, that's not the one I wanted. Mm -hmm. I got things out of order. Pardon me, that should have been before this, but oh well. Well, we'll deal with that later. Uh, There we go. Uh, An angry judge has blocked Montana's latest attempt. And this is according to the Associated Press uh, from this past Thursday. Today's the 18th, 17th, 16th, the 15th, Um, Billings, Montana is the dateline just hours after a Montana judge blocked health officials from enforcing a state rule that would prevent transgender people from changing the gender on their birth certificate. The Republican run state on Thursday said it would defy the order. District Court Judge Michael Moses uh, kitted attorneys for the uh, state during a hearing in billings for circumventing his April order that temporarily blocked a 2021 Montana law that made it harder to change birth certificates. Uh, Judge Moses said there was no question that state officials violated his earlier order by creating the new rule. Moza said his order reinstates the 2017 Department of Public Health and Human Services rule that allowed people to update the gender on their birth certificate by filing an affidavit with the department. Just one thing. Wow. Uh, however, the state said it would disregard his uh, ruling and basically go, you know, thumb their nose at them and go, uh, we're going to do what we said we were going to do, whether you like it or not, whether the people like it or not. Uh, Charlie uh, Brereton, director of the Department of Public Health and Human Services for Montana, is quoted as saying the department thoroughly evaluated the judge's vague April 2022 decision and crafted our final rule to be consistent with the decision. It's unfortunate that the judge's ruling today does not square with his vague April decision. I think you're being a little vague there too. Uh all right, I'll be posting the links that I'm discussing today. Of course, to uh the Facebook page for Lavender Hill. Uh, let's see here. Let's see here. Da, 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 da. And of course, there's more from lgbtqnation.com related to it. So, uh check all that out as we go. <sighs> And then we're going to talk about marriage equality after the break. So let's go ahead, give you a chance to pick up that phone. Give me a call at 402-474-5086, extension 1, to make your donation to KZUM and support community radio and programs like Lavender Hill. I'm going to play our station break and a little bit of music while you're doing that or hop online, KZM.org, click Donate. Alrighty, righty, doubleheader there. We had David Bowie with This Is Not America and Summer Osborne with I Love Your Shine. Uh, not necessarily well paired there together, but a couple of good songs anyways. Alrighty, and that first one more or less kind of goes along with... What we're going to be talking about here with uh, same-sex marriage, marriage equality. You know, we thought it was the law of the land thanks to the Supreme Court not that long ago, but with uh, the unprecedented overturning of something as uh, monumental as Roe v. Wade, we could be looking at the overturning of decisions like Obergefell. So yeah, we don't wanna see that happen, but unfortunately it could. So our lawmakers are trying to step in and codify same-sex marriage as legal in the United States. Every state, every province, every territory. So we just gotta wait and see what happens there. And the Senate Republicans are divided on the issue. Go fig, right? Uh, According to an article in the Wall Street Journal from Wednesday of this past week, that would have been the 14th, my birthday, uh, Senate Republicans are facing a wave of last-minute lobbying from uh, GOP-aligned groups that support and oppose same-sex marriage as Democrats push ahead on a planned vote, and we'll get to that vote, uh, that will require bipartisan backing to pass. Senators from both parties advocating for the legislation, except Senate Majority Leader uh, expect, pardon me, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer of New York to turn to the bill Thursday. That was the day after this article. Uh, With the first procedural vote as soon as next week, eh, we could have hoped uh, the legislation needs 60 votes to advance, meaning at least 10 Republicans would need to support the bill if all members of the Democratic caucus are present. And vote in favor. Uh, Democrats have expressed guarded confidence they will get enough Republicans on board. According to Mr. Schumer Wednesday, Democrats are ready to make it happen and willing to debate reasonable compromises on the specifics. I uh, just to give you a little bit of background here in case you've been living under a rock for the last seven years. Same-sex couples have a constitutional right to marry under a 2015 Supreme Court ruling, but Democrats have argued that legislation is needed because the recent conservative shift in the Supreme Court could put that precedent in jeopardy. Uh, GOP or GOP critics have said Democrats are trying to score political points with votes on rights that aren't at risk. <coughs> <coughs> Real and faked cough there, pardon me. Still, many Republicans have remained open to backing a bill protecting same sex marriage, which now has broad support among voters. Three Republican senators have firmly backed the bill, with others signaling they could support the legislation if there are some changes. The bill easily passed the House in July, with 47 Republicans backing it, a level of support that surprised some lawmakers. The Respect for Marriage Act, as it's called, if signed into law, would codify the ability for same-sex as well as interracial couples to get married and require states to recognize that marriage. I put emphasis on that interracial couples issue with that because there is a distinct possibility that the uh, conservative portion of the court, even though one of them is in an interracial marriage, could overturn such equality measures. Uh, This would also repeal the Defense of Marriage Act, the DOMA law, from 1996 which defines marriages between a man and a woman and is no longer being enforced. So we got that. But we need to, you know, actually officially overturn it. And that's the whole purpose of this, is officially overturn DOMA, so that if the Supreme Court in its infinite... Yeah, I'll let you fill in the blank there. uh, Decision-making processes, there we go, uh, were to, for some forsaken reason overturn Obergefell or similar laws and there's nothing that has been codified by Congress that supports what those laws were then we have issue and we have millions of people that are affected, not just a handful, millions. All right. In related, moving on to another source here, and this is from Thursday the 15th on Bloomberg's business page um, with Laura Litvin and Stephen T. Dennis writing for them. Same-sex marriage bill in Senate gets delayed until after midterm elections. pardon me, wow, a lot of talking today, uh, Senate backers of a bill to ensure federal recognition of same-sex marriages abruptly delayed a vote on the legislation until after the midterms, aiming to lessen the partisan heat and ensure enough Republican support for passage. Because obviously there are some Republicans that are hesitant to sign on to it until they know whether or not they've been reelected. Hmm. Uh, Democratic uh, Senator Tammy Baldwin of Wisconsin and the bill's other sponsors said Majority Leader Chuck Schumer granted them additional time on the bill after some Republicans balked at publicly endorsing it. Uh, We are confident that when our legislation comes to the Senate floor for a vote, we will have the bipartisan support to pass the bill. The bill sponsors, including GOP Senators Susan Collins of Maine and Rob Portman of Ohio, said in a Thursday statement. Uh, All Senate Democrats support the bill. We've already addressed that. We need 10 GOP senators to support it as well to get that 60 vote needed under the Senate rules. Uh, Portman said the prospects for a big bipartisan vote likely will improve after the midterms by taking the political sting out of the issue. Senator Roy Blunt, a retiring senior Republican from Missouri who is undecided on the bill, said he suggested delaying the vote so it doesn't look like a political ploy. Mm. You're retiring. It's not a political ploy for you. Your backing of this delay might be a political ploy for the GOP. Might be. I don't know. Just speculating. Uh, Blunt is quoted as saying, if I really wanted to make the best effort to pass it, I'd wait until after the election. If I was only doing it for a political purpose, I'd do it next week. Okay. Uh, Senators who finished work for the week early Thursday afternoon, gee, must be nice to work only four days, uh, also are running short on time. Next week, the Senate could take up must-pass stopgap legislation to keep the government running past the September 30th end of the fiscal year. We know how that goes. And lawmakers are eager to return home soon after that to campaign ahead of the elections. Baldwin and Collins had begun circulating the amendment designed to protect the religious liberties. Here's those compromises they were talking about. To protect the religious liberties of churches and other institutions that oppose gay marriage, one of the central issues raised by some Republicans who were viewed as potential supporters. But some view them, including uh, Joni Ernst of Iowa, Lisa Murkowski of Alaska, Mitt Romney of Utah, and Shelley Moore Caputo—or Capito, excuse me—of West Virginia, saying on Thursday that they hadn't yet had a chance to review the text and make up their minds. Really? Okay. I know you've got a lot on your plate. Really, you do. Something like this is really important. Take the time, please. I don't know whether I'm happy about a delay or not, but I do understand from a uh, campaign perspective why some are in favor of the delay. But uh, Reuters also has a little bit of coverage here from Thursday the 15th about the delay. Pretty much reads the same... uh, But they are putting off until after November 8th for the uh, congressional midterm elections. Has negotiators failed to win enough Republican support to ensure passage? So this is saying they haven't gotten those 10, even though they're sure they will. Uh, The delay dashed the hopes of advocates who had sought prompt action on a bill already passed by the House of Representatives, which would have been nice if they had been prompt there, that would ensure protection for same-sex and interracial marriages. Again, emphasis on the same-sex and interracial marriages. We're not just talking about two men or two women. We're talking about interracial as well. Something that my generation has lived with happily, for the most part. Uh, the boomers, not so much. And those younger than me who really don't know that there was a difference. But they might have no choice but to acknowledge that, depending on how things go with the Senate after the midterms and depending on how things go with the Supremes. Uh, all righty, and one last related bit for you there, and this is coming from The Hill, so take it as you will, and this is from Friday the 16th. Headline reads, reads pardon me, dozens of faith organizations back Respect for Marriage Act as the Senate vote stalls. Um Dozens of religious organizations are throwing their support behind federal uh, legislation to safeguard the right to same-sex and interracial marriage, calling on Senate lawmakers to back the Respect for Marriage Act in a new letter to Congress. That letter reads, in part, Mm -hmm. across religious traditions, we honor the common tenet that every person has inherent dignity and worth. And this letter was signed by 40 prominent faith-based organizations, including the Interfaith Alliance and Catholics for Choice. The letter goes on to say, And wherever we call home, we share the desire to care for our families with love and commitment. The group also wrote, Within our communities, we approach matters of marriage, family, and identity differently. This bill recognizes this diversity of belief while ensuring that same-sex and interracial couples are treated with equal respect within the public sphere. End quote. House lawmakers in July passed the Respect for Marriage Act, we've already said that, which would repeal the 1996 Defense of Marriage Act, or DOMA, and they had 47 Republicans backing the Democratic vote there. So we can only hope that the representatives have some influence on the senators when it comes to making this vote all righty to go back to the article a little bit here um religious leaders on friday said the right to marry was a quote matter of human dignity End quote, and urged the Senate to pass the legislation out of their, quote, shared religious obligations to care for our neighbors and to pursue justice, end quote. The uh, Reverend Paul uh, who is president and, ex- and chief executive of the Interfaith Alliance, uh, is quoted as saying, we feel it's really important that senators and everyone on the hill understand that this is a bill that has religious support. A March Public Religion Research Institute, PRRI, poll found that majorities of most major religious groups support same-sex marriage, including 83% of Jewish Americans, more than 70% of Catholics and Protestants and more than half of Muslims. That's saying a lot right there. A poll published earlier this week by the Human Rights Campaign, a uh, national LGBTQ plus rights group, if you didn't know, found that more than two-thirds of likely voters in congressional battleground states support legislation protecting the national right to same-sex marriage, including 55% of Christians. You can read that entire article and related information because, well, it's linked there inside those articles. I'm going to be posting them to the Lavender Hill page later on today. I'm going to be sitting in with Deb Anderson on The Women's Show. She's going to start out by interviewing uh, world-renowned blues artist Geneva Magnus uh, because she's launching her 16th studio album very soon. And she's going to be on to talk to Deb about that. And I'm going to be filling in for Rickabilly. Uh, So I'm going to be playing musical tag while uh, Rick is recovering from his ailments. So that's going to be a little bit of fun. It always is fun to do musical tag with Deb. But I've still got about 20 minutes left in the show. Let's go ahead and take a station break and some music and see what else we can talk about. A little Elton John there with the original version of Candle in the Wind. Alrighty, you are listening to Lavender Hill here on KZUM Lincoln, and we are working on that fall fun drive. I'd love to hear from you today. Like I said earlier, I'm going to be hanging out till 2 o'clock with Deb Anderson on The Women's Show after she interviews Geneva Magnus about her 16th album, Deb and I will be playing musical tag for the rest of the show while we ask for your support and donations to KZUM and Community Radio. So you can give us a call live here in the studio at 402-474-5086, extension 1, or hop online to kzum.org and click that donate button. Every little bit helps us get that grant from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting and reach our end of the fiscal year goal of $40,000. All righty, I've been talking a lot today about marriage equality and trans rights and all that and how the Supreme Court may hold some sway on some or all of that. And Justice Kagan of the Supreme Court has been cautioning her fellow justices that some of the decisions that have been made recently can forfeit the legitimacy of the court according to the associated press in an article from monday the 12th of 2022 that's september of course uh the supreme court is in the news as always it seems and supreme court justice elena kagan on monday cautioned that courts look political and forfeit legitimacy when they needlessly overturn precedent and decide more than they have to Uh, Speaking less than three months after the five-justice conservative majority overturned Roe v. Wade's constitutional guarantee of abortion access, Justice Kagan said the public's view of the court can be damaged, especially when changes in its membership lead to big changes in the law. She stressed that she was not talking about any particular decision or even a string of rulings with which she disagreed. And, of course, she's going to make those kind of cautious statements because, well... She has to. Uh, you know, a little bit of uh, political CYA or judicial CYA, one or the other. Uh, still, her remarks were similar to points made in dissenting opinions she wrote or contributed to in recent months, including in the abortion case. Uh, Let's see here. She uh, said at Temple Emmanuel in New York last weekend, judges create legitimacy problems for themselves when they instead stray into places where it looks like they're an extension of the political process or when they're imposing their own personal preferences. The 62-year-old New Yorker struck a different tone from Chief Justice John Roberts, who spoke to a gathering of judges and lawyers in Colorado Springs last week, uh, in which he... uh, made some interesting statements. The chief justice has been a consistent defender of the court's legitimacy against complaints that the court is not much different from the political branches of the government. But Kagan said the court risks damaging its own legitimacy when big changes in the law follow changes in the court's membership. And we all know what she's talking about there with three Supreme Court justices appointed by Dolt 45, one of them after the... Uh, notorious if you will ruth bader ginsburg and her passing uh the public has a right to expect she said speaking for justice kagan here quoting her that changes in personnel don't send the entire legal system up for grabs and just to remind you elena kagan uh, joined the court in 2010 an appointee of barack obama Three of the justices who were part of the court's conservative majority were appointed by adult 45, as I said. So, yeah, it's going to be a little interesting what's going to happen after this. And fingers crossed that uh, after the midterms in November that the uh, senators pull themselves up and do what's right with uh, their uh, same-sex marriage equality thing that we've got going on that we talked about all right couple of other quick little things for you before i get ready to hand things over to deb anderson on the women's show Uh, according to lgbtqnation.com an article from wednesday september 14th by john russell a judge has been removed from the bench and we're not talking u.s supreme court but a judge has been removed from the bench after allegedly spewing hateful remarks Yes, you heard that right. A Brooklyn surrogate court judge was removed from the bench for spewing racist, sexist, and anti-LGBTQ remarks, according to court papers. Judge Harriet Thompson was abruptly removed from her position in December and was barred from non-public parts of the Johnson Street Courthouse in downtown Brooklyn amid serious allegations of bias and discrimination according to an Office of Court Administration spokesperson uh, who was speaking at the time. um, I'm going to see if I can uh, quote the judge here without violating anything. Um, And this is something that she uh, allegedly expressed uh, regarding certain individuals coming through her court. And just to you know, let you know, she is a black woman, and she's quoted as saying, I hate these gay white men. Gay racist faggots were trying to ruin me and get me. Being gay is an abomination to mankind, she's quoted as saying. Uh, she's also allegedly expressed bias towards uh, litigants, litigants excuse me, with Hispanic-sounding names. Just sounding names. They don't have to be Hispanic per se, Uh, and is quoted as saying, they have a deceitful trait that goes way back to biblical times. Uh What? Excuse me? Okay. Or quoted as saying, the men are always stealing and the women are no better. Yeah. There's more that she's quoted as saying that I'm not going to get into because that's going to be verging on some relations that I don't want to go into. And before I hit play on the last little bit of music, go into lgbtqnation.com. Again, uh, this is from Wednesday the 14th. Actually, pardon me, this is Alternet. Uh, LGBTQ students in civil rights case against religious university have chalked up a win with the Supreme Court. So they're not always a bad thing right now. Yeah, we've got the liberals and the conservatives on the court, but it was a 5-4 to decision made by the U.S. Supreme Court that opted to not block a state court's ruling ordering a faith-based private university to recognize an LGBTQ student organization. You can read about that uh, online. Check out... Uh, Alternate if you want, or just wait for me to post those links there on the Facebook page for Lavender Hill. I'm going to go ahead and hit play on my last song as we get ready to transition over to the women's show. And we're going to lighten the mood a little bit here with some Christine Lavin. Uh, Katie says, Today is the best day of my whole entire life, and you can make it a really good day for me by calling in at 402-474-5086 extension one and making a donation by two o'clock this afternoon or i'll have to come up with some way to make you wish you had (laughs) hey it worked on the mess i'll figure out something for the hill